the unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. Starring your host and co-host, Jenny Nicasio, Sean Kelly, Chris Moe, and Jason Spencer and Ryan Pichlow. Brought to you by UPRN Network. Now for your host, Jenny Nicasio. And welcome to Chasing Prophecy on FM 105.3, New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Mm-hmm. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with my wonderful co-hosts, Sean Kelly, Jason Petro, and Trish Mo. And Trish, uh, Trish Mo is time traveling right now. She's traveling. <laughs> <laughs> she is traveling somewhere beyond the scope of normal. I don't know where the heck she is, but she's we'll in the just... past. We're in the future because she's an hour behind us. <laughs> we'll just bring her on when she gets her, I guess. So, boy, guys, we had a little snow this weekend. Oh um, my god! Oh, Damn, I love it. Oh. I enjoyed it. I didn't. I didn't. Well, that's because it. you were out in in the snow. Uh, <laughs> Looks like you still have snow stuck to your face, Pep. Yeah, you like that, huh? <laughs> you like that. There we go. Torture Tuesday, right? Torture oh, Tuesday hey, has no, commenced. No. Torture Tuesday. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Hey, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the snow. Me and Ava got to go play in the snow. Mm-hmm. Make Ooh. snow angels, you know. It was fun. Uh, it was, it was I crazy. actually, uh, we hooked the, the kiddos sled to the back of the riding mower and yeah, oh, around the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> that was this video is proof. You <laughs> did not cool. do that. Yeah, you check it out. Po- there's po- posted videos on my uh, Facebook. I want to be careful. So I might turn you in. Um, oh. Back of the. <laughs> oh no, man! His kid is. Do you ever see his kid? Do you ever see the oh, videos? Yeah, I see his, oh I see my god! He's adorable. <laughs> He's <laughs> very, oh, very man. beautiful. They're oh, precious blessings. We have our children. They're blessings. Oh yes, and tiny terrors. Mm-hmm. Most, <laughs> well, wait. most surely he's not three yet though is he what three years old yeah he's, he's a year two. and a half oh hell wait till he gets three yeah, he's already <laughs> boy, he's three foot tall well, you know, and then all of a sudden when he turns seven to eight you they don't exist everything. you don't yeah. exist <clears> oh yeah well no wait till they're like 20 and then they think they know everything but they always come and back then they always come down. back and say you know mom you were You're right yes sir that's a fact You're right Seems right. to be a uh, never-ending sort of thing, you know. The older generations say it about the younger ones, and it just keeps going down the line. Yeah, yeah, and we're lucky we're sitting here today because there was a supposedly an asteroid whipped by Earth today at approximately four fifty-one p.m. Oh. Eastern Standard mm. Time, and we're all here, so that's good. We know yeah. it's too bad it didn't blow us up. I yeah, I can <laughs> think of a few places I would have liked to. <laughs> <laughs> We won't say that here. It's not political. <laughs> no, we won't do that. No. But tonight we have a pretty good evening scheduled. Um, this is a really cool topic that I find close to my heart. Apparently, I must have time traveled. So, That'd anyways. Cool. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Lord. Well, tonight's show, we're going to dive deep into an interesting topic. Like I just said, time travel and like just like Jason's background today. And did you ever wish you could just go back in time and change a few things and try to see what happens? See, I think um, that's where the old saying, if I knew then what I know now. Right. <laughs> no, I wouldn't because here, here's, how, here's how ridiculous. Trish, I'm thanks in. for coming in. Hey, you time traveled right to us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming in, Trish. But you know what? Here's the way I look at it. If Every I go time. back in time, 
I'd probably do the same dumb stuff I did back when I first did it. Maybe not. Maybe not. You might have learned from your mistakes. <laughs> I don't know. I think I learned a lot from my mistakes. So I would probably go back and try to change things. Uh, what about you, Trish? Ooh, uh, that's tough because if you change the past, it changes everything else that's happened since then. So butterfly effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, if we could change the outcome to a more positive, that would be great. But what, what if would, you could? What would, what would you change, Jen? Oh, my goodness. I would change a lot of things, but I'm not going to. Those are kind of personal things I won't change. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, we don't want to talk about those things. But, um, yes, we do. Let's hear it. <laughs> but if you could travel <laughs> back in time, believe it. There's a lot of people out there. And many people have claimed that they actually time traveled back in time. And some believe that they have it happened by accident. And, and some of them are even stuck. So I happened to come across a documentary on um, this past week. Uh, one of my Facebook friends posted it. And I said we should watch it because it was, you know, it was kind of eerie. Uh, some of the things that were discussed in the documentary doc documentary, documentary. <laughs> was the confession of a time traveler the man from 3060 so we will discuss this mu movie and the possibility of time travel with an expert author of real time travel stories uh, from a psychic engineer the time travel and parallel dimensions with martin martin i'm gonna have to bring you in because i had a hard time pronouncing your last name and i don't want to screw it up so i'm gonna ahead and bring you in because hey, i don't want to screw up your name martin hey, Ed folks. Hey, martin. how are you doing eddington hey. eddington and martin good to see good. you good. He, good. He good thanks for joining a, us for torture tuesday he is an engineer <laughs> and he he's a he's i would consider a expert and he has so many books that i i I was just overwhelmed with how many books you've written. And I just want to say that I'm so happy to have you on. And thank you for coming on such short notice because I was so, uh, I feel honored that I got you and you agreed to come on. You have so much thank in you. your um, resume. You, you're an engineer, you're a psychic, you uh, dwell in the metaphysics. Um, and you are, I, I, I'm just like blown away with some of your books. And I asked Martin if he would come back as a special guest because he has so many topics that we could do a year. <laughs> we could have our whole year calendar of just Martin's books. But well, Martin. It's nice um, of you to say that. <laughs> I'm not being nice. I'm being really serious. And I, I was just telling my, um, my mother, I said, you know, I'm an author myself. And I said, how does he have time to write all these books? Because I was just amazed at all the books that you've written, and I'm very honored that you, you could come on the show. So, Martin, now you told me you actually watched the documentary um, about this supposedly Sebastian um, that claims that he's from yes. 3036. Yes, uh, com. It's there for free. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> Yes. Now I know it's it's fake, but I went back on the internet and I found a lot of um, interesting articles about. I don't know if this is the same person that's on TikTok. He has his own TikTok channel, and he has been claiming that he was. I don't know if this is the same person, but you guys all watched the documentary. It was very short. Was it like yeah. it was a? It was a very short. Um, so so, um, Martin, what do you think? Well, thanks for asking. <laughs> if, I mean, aside from the fact that the guy who made the movie may have not been on the level, 
we let's just talk about Sebastian himself and the things that he says and does, mm -hmm. which really contradict logic. So the first thing that I noticed, he's supposed to be from the year 3036, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a thousand years from now. Yep. If you look at the way he speaks, it's not correct. Because if you were even to go back to the 19th century, people would speak using different common phrases, different slang. Mm -hmm. And if you were to go back a thousand years and talk to somebody who spoke the predecessor to English back in England, you couldn't understand them. So maybe things are a little more stable now, but still, I don't think anybody who would be from that era would speak English like a person who's from the now, okay? It just doesn't make mm -hmm. sense. The second thing I noticed is I, he didn't understand radiation. My degree in engineering science actually had a lot of nuclear engineering and radiation physics in it, so I know something about radiation. And yes, if you're exposed to a lot of radiation, you can lose your hair. But also, that level of radiation would kill you over time. Mm -hmm. And there's, it's just not true that if you're exposed to radiation, you won't grow any hair. I mean, the people, he said that all the people in that era were bald. Mm -hmm. Well, that's ridiculous, too, because it, it's not something that stops hair growth. It's something that causes it to fall out. But if you get it, if your hair falls out at that level of radiation, you're going to die anyway. So it doesn't make any sense. The next thing he said is food is free, no supply and demand economy. But, you know, this is not a Star Trek universe. In Star Trek, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe food is free, but not, not on Earth. And let's see, what else? He talked about people's life expectancy only being 40 years. Mm -hmm. Well, lifespan was 40 years in 1900. I doubt it would be that short then, although he says there's a lot of disasters. But just a lot of the things he said really struck me as ridiculous and conspiracy oriented. Oh, that was another thing he said, that the Rothschild Corps had taken over the world. Yeah. This sounds fairly anti-Semitic. And so overall, just the way the guy talked and the things he said were not consistent. I mean, one of the things I look for when I research things like time travel stories, mm -hmm. I look to see if there's a consistency in what people are saying, if it makes sense. If there's a lot of stories that are, have a lot of consistency, then I tend to believe them about a particular topic, but otherwise I don't. Hmm. What do you think, Jason? Well, I, I think it's uh, pretty interesting stuff. You know, it's um, curious to see. Well, I mean, obviously we won't be here, but we figure, you know, we look back a thousand years and how civilization was and all the natural disasters and everything that's happened and, you know, what people have done and, to where we are now and it's like it's it almost feels like there's just a huge gap there where there's just so much lost information you know but now we have all this technology and everything now you know in a thousand years what's that going to look like you know are they going to be digging up stuff that we buried you know at landfills or lithium batteries or whatever and try and figure out what we were doing you know it's yeah it's Sean? just a lot to take in well when I watched the video, uh, watched the video tonight, um, you know, I was really interested. I started to get into it. And then when the guy was interviewing Sebastian, um, I just shook my head. I was like, <laughs> why am I even watching this? But yeah. I did it because of the show tonight. Um, that, you know, because when they took a picture of his hand with that so-called thing in his hand. His chip. His chip. 
that could have been somebody else's hand, you know, yeah. or, but yeah. here's what, here's what blew me away when they, when they took the blood test, you know what I mean? And well, yeah. I mean, whose blood did they take? Or even if they did do a blood test and what True. else was, what else was funny was this black car has been following me everywhere I go. And they showed the picture one time. I didn't see no damn black car, you know? So I, I just shook my head and watched it all the way through. Trish, what is your thoughts? Um, well, I mean, I think there's a lot like the, the radiation thing. I don't know that much about radiation. I don't know. Um, as far as its effects, I do know, um, I have a lot of, I, I know a lot of people that have had chemotherapy and radiation exposure and low doses over an extended period of time cause, uh, what's called alopecia. Is it alo- alopecia? Mm-hmm that disease and that does make you permanently lose your hair your eyebrows everything so um and that's with low dose exposure to radiation but he know what the funny thing is he had a beard and there was hair on the comb so that yep. was just a total screw up what do you well, think, no, they, they, he even asked him though he said your hair is growing back now and you're bald when you came here and he said it's because i'm not exposed to radiation now that mm. Well, see, he had to set up. That was a setup for him to go into the bathroom and grab the hair from the cone. That, that's what it was. Well, Martin, what do you think about the 5G? Isn't that, I mean, that could be, you know, like they even had on the news today that the they're worried about the airports and the air, uh, the pilots are worried that the, they're going to be launching the 5G and how it could affect their um, instruments. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, instruments might be affected, but if you're talking about would that affect people, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a lot of claims over the years that cell phone electromagnetic radiation can hurt people, but I've never mm-hmm. seen one real study that said that's the case. There's, just... um, sorry, I was going to say, there's actually, if I could find it real quick for you, there's a huge study in the Midwest over the effects of electromagnetic energy on humans because it's affected so many people, maybe because we don't have any mountains or landscape or anything. Maybe. Well, I'm not an an expert on that, but I haven't seen anything myself that would say electromagnetic radiation is a problem for people because basically we live in a sea of electromagnetic radiation. But don't... uh, Radio waves and TV waves. I've heard of a lot of people who live near like the power lines or have the giant antennas in their backyards right next to their house end up usually with some kind of cancer. You mm-hmm. know, has anybody else heard of stuff like that? Yeah, I've heard that it's possible. I had two heart attacks and my most recent one right uh, last year in uh, September, right after, you know, everything started opening up again after the shutdown. Um, and my doctor specifically said, he hadn't seen it much. He was a specialist. They had started studying uh, the effects of electromagnetic sensitivity. And it's that there's actually a disease that's called that that does affect people who have, um, you know, I have AFib. So I'm, I guess I'm more sensitive to it, but it, it does affect that was right when 5G came about. And okay. I can't be around power grids, uh, big power grids in close vicinity for long periods of time. I can't, you know, because it will, Mm -hmm. it'll give you a heart attack. So. Oh my. Well, I'm not an expert on that topic, Mm -hmm. so I would not counter, I would not counter your opinion. 
I'm I'm not an expert either. <laughs> I just had a heart attack. These are all just. I just had a heart attack. This, attack. Show. Well, um, Martin, we, I was doing a lot of research on the internet about different people that just you know claim that they have um have time traveled, and there's some articles like some one of them was in a grocery store and he was he needed he needed um food and another person had other um items on them that were not you know relative to this this time period but when i was reading your book now i found it to be very interesting and i i was i was just actually made me do more and more research on different things that you had mentioned in it um going back to let me put my notes um you discuss real life time travelers and now starting with the very first one now these I can't pronounce their names, the two women, but the, the right. visiting of her cells in Paris. Now that actually made me go, go look on YouTube. Cause I, I remember watching Versailles, um, the series on Netflix and I was fascinated with it. And I, that's when I went and did some research on YouTube about actually putting myself in that particular era about the two women. Now, Explain to our listeners and viewers uh, about we're going to go. What we're going to do is we're going to go down the list. Okay, starting with them, and I want you to tell people and tell them the stories about these time travelers. Now, these are real. These are real tra- time travelers. You're saying that now. How do you know they're real? And where did um where did you get your information on these ones? Because I I couldn't really find too much information. Well, I I do all my research on the internet except for a few books I buy for additional reference. And what I've found mostly from researching for this book is that there seem to be kind of time portals or time warps in different places around the world that people have passed through. And this seemed to be the story where these two ladies mm-hmm. were 1901, went to see the Versailles Palace outside Paris, and they seemed to be in a field of, I don't know, negative or depression. And when they came out, they were in an area... Oops, I see the screen is changing. They were they, they were an area around the palace that seemed to go back to the 18th century. In other words, over 100 years before the time that they actually came there. And they walked around, they met different people, they saw different things, and it, it just seemed odd to them. It seemed very odd. And then later they came back to the present Why, when they went up to the main building but when they went back to England, they talked to a couple of people who knew the history of Versailles, and they talked about their experience, and the persons who they talked to said that they had met some historical personages who were from that era. So this seems to be this seems to be a story, again, of a portal that they went through somehow and then came back. And the other stories I collected are similar in that vein. I was just fascinated with that because... Um, no, who did the one woman say that she, she saw Marie Antoinette? It might've been. Yeah. I, I don't have the story in front of me and I don't remember all, all that I've written because I've written a lot, but, uh, it might've been. And how, like, it was just one stretch of parcel that they seemed to, there was a time, like a warp, like, like, a, I want, you said like a portal. Yeah. That seems to be the the nature of most of these stories. Shall I, shall I tell you my favorite one? Yes. I was going to ask you, which one was your favorite? Sir Victor Goddard, 
who was a pilot. And in the ninth, about 1932, he was flying his biplane in Scotland. He was a member of the RAF. And he went through a storm. And when he came out of the storm, he went over an airfield that he'd previously seen. And the airfield was abandoned. And there were planes. But instead of being biplanes, a lot of them were monoplanes, like were used in World War, World War II. And the people had, had different uniforms there. So he looked at this, flew over the field, and he flew back, and he came through a storm again. And it just seemed very odd to him because that field was abandoned in 1932. 1939, he saw this field again, and everything had changed. The field was now active. People wore these, I think it was yellow uniforms, and there were monoplanes instead of biplanes. A lot of things that looked just like what he saw in 1932. Mm-hmm. And so the storm seemed to be some type of portal that transported him to the future, seven years in the future, and then transported him back. So I thought it was a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. And again, it's along the same lines that there's portals that people can go through that transport them different places. Now, of course, we only get the stories from the people who came back. Most definitely. Jason, what are your thoughts? You know, we're talking about these portals. Um, would you say they're kind of relative to like a wormhole? You know, a lot of people are familiar with like wormholes. You know, well, like a wormhole is a, is a theoretical construction that would have to do with black holes and connecting them. And the gravities around those would be tremendous. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's related to a wormhole or not. But the things I've read is it seemed to indicate that time and dimensions, alternative dimensions, have portals too. I mean, I wouldn't say this even two years ago. But when I researched on the time travel stories and later on the stories of people who claim to be transferring back and forth between dimensions, I started to think that in addition to my premonitional experiences, our reality is not as solid as we think. It is really full of holes. <laughs> and, right. <laughs> and strange things happen. Hey, uh, Martin. I was yes, re- I was reading um, your last chapter on the book that you sent us. And by the way, thank you. Sure. And um, so premonitions, would you can, I, I couldn't understand. Premonitions are like time traveling? Was that well, what you were trying to say? It, I wouldn't call it time traveling, but it's the ability of your spirit to sense things before they happen. Okay. I, I look at it like the future is a probability, and we can see the probabilities of the future. Can I tell two of my personal stories that relate to this? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the first premonition or prophecy experience I had was in about 1976. I was actually going to school at RPI in Troy, New York. And in the summer, I was working a job at General Electric's gas turbine engineering in Schenectady. And they let me meditate at my desk. You know, that weird college kid, they just left me alone. So I was meditating at my desk, thinking about a vacation trip I wanted to take before school opened out to Cape Cod. And so I'm kind of musing on this. And all of a sudden, I see myself on a, trying to get up on a surfboard, And I fall off and I come up and the board hits me, bam, into my chin. And I get knocked out of my meditation. It's so, it's so wild. And then two weeks later, I'd forgotten about this. And I was walking down the Cape 
uh, and I saw these guys with surfboards, and I said, oh, can I tell me where I can rent one? They said, oh, we've got extra boards. You can learn with us. So I got out there all day, and I'm trying to get up, and it's exhausting. And about 2 in the afternoon, I tried to get up again, and I got thrown off. Same exact scene. The board comes towards me. Bam. I get hit in the chin. I have all sorts of blood. I, I thought I was going to go under, and I managed to stagger out, and they took me to the hospital where I had... 10 stitches or two sutures and 10 stitches. So that was my first experience seeing a future with a probability of it occurring. But, it, you know, the question is, could I have changed it? And then go a number of years later, probably 30 years later. And after I'd had numerous experiences, so I knew that they were real. I had this really strange experience. And you've probably seen those movies where people have a premonition about an airplane that takes off and crashes, right? I think there's a series of movies about that. Have you seen that movie? Hmm. I know which one you're talking about. I just can't remember anyway, the title. So here's the story. I'm living in Los Angeles, California. It's 1998. And I was married at the time. And we were going to go visit my ex-wife's mom who lived in Barcelona, Spain. And that would have been with my stepdaughter and my infant son. But then I was waiting for a contract job. I was hoping for a contract job at Boeing. And so I said, you go ahead and I'll join you later. And I, a few days later, the contract people told me, this isn't going to happen now for a few weeks. You might as well go to Spain. So I went to call the booking agent and I got this really dark feeling, a really dark feeling. And I also, I, I, so I stopped. And later in the day, I tried to call again. I got the same really dark feeling. I should also mention at this time, I had this feeling for a couple of years that I wasn't going to live much longer. Mm. So the next morning, I tried to call one more time. I picked up the phone, started to dial, and I got black, black darkness. And I thought, wow, I'm really not supposed to go on this. So I lay down to meditate and looked forward to the date I was going to go, which was September 2nd, 1998. And I had this vision that a plane that I might be on would crash. And I thought, oh, my God. Should I go on this or not? And I really wanted to go because I wanted to be with my family, right? And it was a fun vacation. But I also had my previous experience with other premonitions that came true. And I thought to myself, this is really stupid. I should go. But then I thought about it. What if, I, what if it was a real premonition that I'm getting a warning here? So I decided not to go. And as immediately as that happened, I felt like the weight of my forecoming doom left me. And so I didn't go. I stayed home. It was really boring. Comes a, another two weeks later, September 2nd, 1998, and a Swiss air flight crashes into the ocean off Newfoundland and a couple hundred people are killed. Mm. I don't know if I would have been booked on this flight or not, but it was the same day and it was a flight I could have ended up taking. So I will never know for sure, but I'm personally sure that I managed to avoid this fate. So what it said to me is there is a momentum towards certain events occurring. And if you can fight it, you can fight it and you can change that momentum. You can change that direction somewhat because the future is a probability. But certain events are more fated to occur than others. I know I'm getting way off the topic from tonight. Maybe. But it's, it was fascinating to me because it taught me something about 
the nature of time. I believe time is perceived by our core spirit. We all have a core spirit that's connected to the universe. It lives in a timeless, spaceless realm. And so I learned something valuable. I've had other experiences where I learned other things, but this was one of the most significant. Trish, your thoughts on that? Um, Have you seen the show Manifest? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I have. That's that's what I was thinking about when they, um, well, first of all, when they go through the electric storm, mm-hmm. but what is your, and, and in relation to your story, you know, some of them have the same thing called callings, obviously, when, when they either help themselves or other people, um, but they were all in a situation that was kind of a time through a portal or a time travel situation where they were given another chance almost at life, you know, to dodge that. So do you think that that's what you experience in a sense as well? Well, I wouldn't call it the same as that because obviously that's a sci-fi show. Well, right. But but, I mean, dodging death, I guess. But I do think we can sense danger in our future. In fact, in one of my books, I, I, which is about longevity, I teach exercises to people that they can go into a meditative state and look forward to a certain activity in time and feel if anything bad, good or bad is going to happen. And that the idea is that our spirit intuitively allows us to see things that are out there. Because again, our spirit is connected to our, our physical body, but it, it lives in a timeless, spaceless realm. So it sees future possibilities. So yes, we can see events that are going to happen. And I think major events that happen kind of send waves like quantum waveforms into time backwards where they can be perceived. Most definitely. You had so many different stories and there was the one that stood out about the man the that died. He was hit by, which one was that? I have so many here. Um, he was, he was the coroner's looked in his pockets. Do you know which one I'm talking about? He died. He had no identity. They found, they found items in his pockets. Was that the that man goes- from Torrid? Yes. Yeah, I don't remember all the details of that. Please excuse me, but I don't remember all the details. No I've written. No, there was just some items that they found in his pockets that weren't, you know. There's yeah. no way that they weren't from this time, and they were in good condition. They weren't like old. Yeah, I think that was the guy who who claimed he was from the past and later they tracked down that he might have been that person. So maybe there's an example of a a man who went through a portal to the future, which was the current time when that story was written, but couldn't return to the past. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of stories like that. In fact, there are are some documented teleportation stories where people spontaneously teleport to different places in the world. And I wonder if that might be just a teleportation story with time travel involved okay what about the um the town in liverpool um oh yes that one really really was interesting and i there was so there was like i even went online looking for examples of it to see if other people um it's in the united kingdom um what is that street in liverpool yes this is a really interesting place because people there's been numerous reports of people who were in that town walking down the street and they seemed to go back in time to stores that didn't exist today, but they lived, they were existing in the 1950s or the 1960s. 
And there's numerous reports of this. So this is the only story I've seen that kind of indicates portals exist. There might be more than one portal in the area or a portal that multiple people have gone through and returned. It's, it's really interesting because... Yeah, because there's so many of them. There's so many stories on the internet holes. of people. I've heard of animals too, like like an animal from one part of the world, like if a zebra showed up, you know, in the middle of Kansas or something. It'd be, <laughs> but it's because the, the theory is that they went through some portal, you know. But there's a strip, of, there's a, str- a street and people uh, go back in time. Like one, there was one couple, um, there was a woman who was going to buy baby clothes. That was interesting. That was crazy. That was crazy. And the, the, the person said, well, she had a credit card. We don't take cards. And right. like she noticed that people were dressed differently. Well, how come it keeps changing? I mean, I don't know. It's like you'll be walking down the street on the street and all of a sudden it's no longer a, um, a bookstore. It's, it's a diner or something like that. It's really, it's amazing. And it's, it's, I wonder how many other, you know, areas in the world that have these portals that, we don't know about i know that's a good question and, and the stories i found were in different parts of the world and this is this is again the reason why i think our space-time continuum is not as stable as we like to think there are imperfections in it and people can fall through those imperfections in different places what well, uh, i like the that's the story of you told about your wife on 9 11 um about the 9 oh, yeah. the twin yeah. towers now tell that story because I, I thought that was really interesting well i don't know i think i included my story uh, regarding that too so i'll tell both yeah tell both because i thought they were really um so interesting in 1976 my parents lived in new jersey so i would go home there in the summer from college and I used to go into the city a lot. You take the path tubes from Hoboken. And at this time, they were building the World Trade Center. And I wanted to see how far I could go up in the towers because it was still under construction. But I took an elevator. I managed to get up about halfway, like the 50th floor. And it was an empty floor. There was nobody in there, just columns. And I walked over to the window and I looked at the view. The view was pretty good. And then I put my hand on a column and I was, I was already into meditation and different things at that time. And I'd had some paranormal experiences. So I closed my eyes and I thought, how long will this building exist? And I thought logically, you know, hundred years, 200 years, maybe more. But the answer that came back to me was only like 25 years. And I thought, gee, that's odd. So of course, 25 years will be 2001. Yeah. The other story is that, in the year 2000, I was visiting my sister in New York, and we both had a couple of infant children with my wife, our ex-wife, and we were walking around near the World Trade Center. And all of a sudden, she had a, a vision, and she said, a lot of people are going to die here. I said, what are you talking about? She said, There's just a lot of death here. It, it, mm. And she felt very uncomfortable. She had herself. So anyway, that was all that, was all that happened. But this also shows me as an engineer, as a technical person, that major events like 9-11 can send like waves of a pond, of a rock being dropped in a pond back through time, which people perceive. And I've had other experiences that indicate the same thing. So major events, theoretically, you could change the probability of them happening. But to do that, you'd have to change the minds of 
thousands, if not millions of people. Mm -hmm. And that's why practically it, it doesn't make any sense to try and do that. There's so many different uh, items, like time traveling. Is it the consciousness uh, traveling, like through meditation, like on um, somewhere in time where Christopher Reeves, he would lay down and meditate with an item, hold the item in his hand, and he time traveled. And then there's the story, like, you know, um, with Michael J. Fox, where he would go into a um, DeLorean, I guess, in time uh -huh. travel. Yes, yeah, a but, good movie. Is there is it possible? I mean, I'm I've been watching the um, time traveler um, show on. I, I think it's on Hulu. I'm not sure. Um, where these people, the government has made a time machine and they go back into time, like to the Hindenburg. Um, is there is there any possible way, like? The government is making um, time machines like in the, the Philadelphia project and in, in, that was mentioned in 3036. I mean, is there? Well, I'm not going to say it's impossible because I think there's a lot of government secrets and we don't really know the truth. But my own personal belief is that time travel would happen more with your own consciousness, your own spirits, interference yes. with reality or connection to reality. I think it's more of a mental or spiritual phenomena rather than something you can control by a machine. But I'm not I'm not an expert. I don't know of anybody who is an expert in a time travel device. I mean, does it have they have they ever done any kind of research where people actually go into a meditative state and they go back to when Abraham Lincoln was killed? I mean, is it I mean, can you There are people who've done there are people who've done things like that. They they claim that mentally they can go in time and space wherever they want to but they can't change time i mean can they just go and observe I, don't think so. I mean there's the old paradox what would happen if you went back in time and shot your father before you were born i mean there's a lot of un unanswered paradoxes about time mm -hmm. travel too and i've read a lot of time travel books Mm -hmm. So I, I really find the subject fascinating. Yeah, it is very fascinating. Didn't uh, Stephen Hawking try and experiment with like invites to a party for time travel or something? It was just a couple of years ago. Or... Invites? I, I don't know. Yeah, he had like invites and he had a party set for a set date. And then he didn't want to hand the invites out till after the party mm. to see if time travel was real. Because then the people would have showed up because he went back and then gave him the invites. Did anybody show up? No. <laughs> No, he was disappointed. Very disappointed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look it up. Check it out sometime. I, I used to think as a kid, standing on my the lawn of my parents' house, that if I buried a box in the lawn and it was intended to be dug up in a couple hundred years, that I wanted somebody to come back and visit me, that they might do that. But it never did happen. So I don't know. So uh, the, the folks that can do the time traveling – um, are they able to like go at will, like decide just back and forth, or are they like certain times? Would you say from what I've seen, work? it seems to be spontaneous unless you're near a portal, in, in which case that it would be the portal that does it. But one, one of my other studies, because I've written a lot of books on the paranormal, one of my mm. other books was on teleportation. Mm. And there do seem to be people who have had teleportation experiences and can teleport themselves if they're real adepts, real spiritual adepts. So the question is, could those same people teleport themselves through time as well as to a different physical location? 
So maybe that's maybe that's a possibility. Do you think that the, sure. the teleportation? Do you think they might just be astral projecting? Yeah, there no, you go. Astral projection is different. I mean, astral projection is your spirit leaving your body and going different places. Yeah. Or from the exercises I've seen about doing teleportation, it's astral projection plus another factor, which is a visualization of yourself going from where you are to another location. So I, I have not personally teleported. One book I read said you can't learn to teleport until you're about 300 years old. I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. Let me come back in time and let us yeah. know how that worked right. out. <laughs> um, Martin, um, yeah, I, I, in the Pacific Northwest, there's a there's a lot of woods, and right, and there's a from what I've read that there's a ton of portals out in that area. Okay, okay. in the woods itself. Have you ever like investigated or researched? portals that are out in that area or even anywhere out in the woods where there's portals that's a bigfoot country isn't it out in the northwest yep it is the reason i say that it's i wrote it i wrote a book on bigfoot too I, I gathered up a lot of the available research and some people think bigfoots come from i won't say a different time but possibly a different dimension yeah, so there might be different dimensional mm -hmm. portals. Uh, a book I wrote about Ireland. I know I'm skipping all over the place here. I hope you don't mind. But there's a, there's a, the ancient people of Ireland are called the Tuatha de Danann, and the Tuatha de Danann claim they came from another dimension called the other world. And there's stories about the other world. So it makes you wonder if they really did come from there. There's stories of people who went to the other world. And they were there for like a year and came back and it was like 100 years or 200 years later, which might indicate a different dimension because the time might be running at a different rate in that dimension. Anyway, I know I'm getting way off your question, Sean. I'm sorry about that. But the reason I mentioned it is I think there might be portals which could be either time or dimensionally oriented in the area you're talking about. And it might explain why some cryptozoological animals where they might reside, they might maybe they come from another dimension or even another time. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think that um, you know, speaking of of the past and and interdimensional beings coming from those places or different places in time, do you think that it would affect a person's age if they were to time travel, or would they not age? I That's guess. a really good question. I don't know the answer. But it's a really good question. I do think it's possible for people's astral bodies or spirits <coughs> to impress themselves <coughs> on another being. So what about the idea that a person travels astrally through time and takes over the body of another being in a different time, which might be a different age? All sorts of interesting possibilities. And I That's would think the energy that it would take to do that would would be physically almost physically um would physically increase your your aging um you know if you did it too often i guess i, I don't know. know i don't know it's a good question we're just in the realm of speculation here but these are all good questions uh there's a question from alexia 
I have an astral projected unknowingly and knowingly most of the time into the spirit world. Is that considered time traveling or is spiritual world considered a different dimension or a different reality? That's a good question. And although I've read a lot about astral projection, I've only had a brief experience of that and I'm not an expert about it, but I would say that the astral realm is a different realm. You could call it a dimension that our consciousness goes into either through astral projection or when we die. And that many books, many writers say there's many levels to that astral world, many vibrational levels. Also, here's an interesting possibility. We live in an incredibly huge universe. There's actually two trillion galaxies out there, not stars, but two trillion galaxies. And if each galaxy has several hundred billion stars in it, that raises the number of possible stars in the universe to something like, I calculated at one time, like 10 to the 24th. So what if astral travel might take you to another physical location, another planet somewhere else in the universe? That's an interesting idea, too. So I've had some vivid dreams that said to me that I was either in a different realm or a different physical location where I saw things that didn't make any sense. Like I remember one vivid dream I had took me to a, a world where there were all sorts of crystals and buildings that were many colored crystals. And was that another world here in our universe or is that a spiritual dimension? I don't know. There's a lot of unknown things out there. Good question. Mm. Thanks, Alexia. But, uh, but for me, like, you know, I don't know where I read was um, Ireland, England, Wales, over the United Kingdom. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens. And I've heard that it's one big portal. Have you heard of something like it's that? It's because you were watching Outlander. <laughs> I never watched that before. No, but because you said it. What I read tonight was that most of the stories that you research come from England or the United Kingdom. And yeah, I was but, but remember that we are living in an English-speaking world, and there's many countries out there where people don't even don't speak English, or we may, may not have communication enough with them to get their stories. There are a lot of weird things I'm convinced that happen all over the world, mm -hmm. and we don't know a tiny percentage of those. Uh, so, yes, uh, some strange things happen in England, but I think they probably happen other places, too. I think we just know more about what happens in England because uh, they're kind of brothers to us. Have you seen those pictures on the Internet about the guy that struck walking um, in a, I think it's the 1950s, and he has on a, like, a, a T-shirt with a, a novelty, novelty shirt. And he has dark sunglasses on. And he totally looks out of out of place. Did you ever see that picture? Yes, I think I know the one you mean. Where there's a guy in a crowd with dark glasses. And yeah, seemed to be dressed the same the as the others. Yeah, there, yeah. He he was on. The, I think he was on the cell phone. Or is that the woman in nineteen? Is that the woman that they saw? Walking yeah, I mean, I've seen those pictures, and and it's unlikely that they were people out of time, but. Who are we to say for sure? So, well, they, they said do we they think were, the photos were tampered with? No, they That's, said they yeah. weren't tampered with. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I'm not. You call me an expert, but I'm really only an expert in that I've researched this phenomenon. <laughs> I don't really know many of the answers, but I, I've I've learned enough to know that our world is a lot more malleable than we might think, both in consciousness, in terms of premonitions, in terms of dimensions, in terms of time portals. The world is not the stable place that we think. What is, I've noticed an interesting kind of correlation of where time capsules have been placed in in the U.S. I, I don't know about other places, but um, it's always interesting to me. Like there's um, there's one in the Topeka Capitol building, you know, that's underground. There's one um, on the top of multiple hills. In the air. Do you think there's there's a reason for their placement when it corresponds with the future? That's a good question. I, I don't know the answer to that. It might be. Um, I need to get up for a minute, Jenny. Give me just a couple minutes. Sure. Yeah. We'll go ahead. We're going to break for. Um, go ahead and break. Um, our second hour is sponsored and brought to you by Coronation Instant Chocolate Milk. <laughs> anything. <laughs> anything. Anything. Carnation. Um, evaporated milk. We want to thank Carnation for sponsoring the second hour of our show. You should make sure you go out and get some. I like the smart starts myself, and yeah, I, I I've been I was doing a lot of research on this, and I found that like this guy right here. Yeah, so that could easily be tampered. See that? Could, see to me, that's photoshopped. In that. It looks like it. Yeah. Like if you look at it closely, you can really see that that that's definitely some kind of Photoshop. There's some. There's another. There's a couple. Oh, oh this girl. They think that she. Um, let me find her. That that one girl, the Greta from the 19th century. You know who I'm talking about? The girl that's trying to save the environment. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that one a long time ago. I know. What yeah. You're that, about. Let me see if I can get. Nowadays, that one. I feel like if somebody came to our present time from the future, it would be hard to distinguish them from because <laughs> I mean, every, people dress and look all different ways. You know. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I I Thunberg. I want to. I want to believe. I want to believe that there is. They are. They are experimenting with time travel. I want to believe that because it seems like it's so. <laughs> Boots said his pregnant now, wife drinks carnations. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yes. was my thought, Jason. Was either doppelgangers or. Um, reincarnation obviously the same person you know in the future yeah uh, it, i don't know see i think it's more of a doppelganger kind of thing because there's yeah i've had you know lookalikes myself out there and people were like whoa i saw you no it wasn't <laughs> yeah no you're right one time That's one time this is uh there was this guy that was caught on surveillance camera uh robbing a convenience store he was wearing the same bandana i wear had long hair when i had long hair same beard like he looked just like me at the point. A couple of my friends were like, "Hey, did you do something you shouldn't have been doing?" I was like, "No." They're like, "I was like, why? What's going on?" They're like, turn on the news. Turn on the news. I was like, "Holy smokes! They're going to come and get me!" And it wasn't even me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it freaked me out. Well, you know, going back to the um, documentary three um, thirty thirty six. Now, I did some research once. I watched it. I went on, and there was a guy found in California, 
um, Cy- Cypress, I think, Park that had yeah. his hand. Um, they found a dead body with no identification. They could not locate who he was, and his hand was removed. So, I don't know, guys. No, I just, I mean, maybe when that guy was right doing that video there, that he said, oh, look at this. There was a guy who got burned, and he just added it on to his story. That's the way I look at it. I thought it was a bunch of rubbish, Jenny. I, well, I'm I sure it is a bunch of rubbish, but if you think, just think, what if it wasn't? <laughs> you know, what if it wasn't, and he did get stuck, and I wonder if it's based on, maybe it's based on somebody that what really was a time traveler and got stuck here. How would he think about it? How would he survive? Like, would he have to get a job? I mean, would he, he can't get back, you know, think about little stuff like that. And here's some more questions for you. And also him staying here. How would that affect the future? Yeah. Like, is that allowed? Is, is there some sort of, you know, universal time travel law that you can't. (laughs) Holy crap. Look at that question. Now that it's two parts. (laughs) Who wins the 2024 presidential election? Does a false flag alien? Att- well, we know this is going to happen. They're going to probably do that. Occur- well, there's a lot of speculation that there will be a fake. And we go back to um, the Blue um, Ultra. What's it called? Uh, uh, Project Blue Beam. Yeah. Where they where they uh, simulate an alien attack just to cover up something or just to... I'm really waiting for that to happen. I, I want to see that. I want to see how. Yeah, I like mean, to see some aliens. I like to see some aliens, but I want real aliens. Now, I had an experience when uh, me and Sean were just starting um, our show. My son had the same feeling of time shift. Now, Sean, do you remember when I um, got? <laughs> remember when we had the time missing time? Yeah, when we were, yeah, we yeah. were go- we were doing a show, and I. Missed a whole hour. Yes, I remember. And my that. son felt the same thing. I, I and it caused a big argument with our producer, our from our other radio show. Yep. But I totally missed an hour, and we can't explain what happened. Yeah, that that was that was creepy. It that, was that very. Was, were you in the lost, same lo- same location, or what? What else happened? Yeah, we were doing a radio show. And I got upset because we were supposed to go on the air and uh, she was, our producer was supposed to, uh, was it a recorded show that was supposed to play at a certain time? And I'm like, where's the show at? It's it's seven o'clock. It should be on. And I'm like freaking out. I'm texting Sean. Um, But my, uh, my son felt the same thing. We were all confused with the time Mm -hmm. for one hour. Hi, baby. Um, German Shepherd, she's just coming to say hello. Um, we totally lost an hour. I don't yeah, know where we it went. It's yeah, like we, totally, totally that, that was crazy. Totally um weird. Yeah, it's yeah. another yeah. indication that it's it's related to your consciousness and your consciousness perception of time. I'll I'll tell you another quick story if you don't mind. No, that no, is related to that. So I've had a lot of strange things happen in my life, but this one was new and unusual just in the last year or two. It's a very simple thing, but I caught, I actually wrote a book about it. Hi, Ava. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) And anyway, I woke up early. My son was living with me at the time. 
and I woke up early and on the table, I saw a, a smartphone. So I picked it up and I didn't know whose smartphone it was. And later my son got up and I said, Neil, did you have a visitor or is this another phone you got? And he said, no, it's, I don't know what you're talking about because I, I, it wasn't, he said it wasn't his phone. Then the cleaning lady came over several hours later and I saw the phone was no longer on the table. And I asked her, do you know what happened to the phone on the table? And she said, oh, it's my phone. I said, oh, really? Can I see it? And she showed it to me. My God, it was the same phone that I'd seen hours ago and I'd picked up and handled. How the heck did that phone appear hours before she even came to our house? I don't, I don't get it. That's why I think, you know, it was by location. Somehow there was some rupture in the time stream and her phone appeared where I could see it hours before she was even there. It was very strange. And I Mm. like to think I'm a pretty observant person and I was trying to explain it. And that's one of the weirdest things that happened. That that is weird. Like how many times could that happen in your lifetime that you could even, you know, account for? I mean, the chances of that happening again. Yeah. It's it's, it's one in zero. I, I I like to try and explain most of the experiences I've had which is, I guess, one reason why I research and write the books and why I spend so much time on learning meditation and reading about a lot of spiritual things and having spiritual experiences in addition to being an engineer. But some things are still somewhat hard to understand. But I look at everything that's happened to me as a learning experience. What about missing time? I mean, missing do you ever time. have missing time? No, I've never had missing time, but I've talked to other people who have. And were there any aliens around or UFOs around? I don't know. I've I've just recently, <laughs> after we had a uh, meteor erupt in the atmosphere over here, and asked, was it a meteor, right, guys? January first. Um, January first. Yep. Um, I can recall missing time. Like, okay, I looked at the clock, and it's already like, wait a minute. I just looked at the clock, and it was twelve. Now it's three p.m. Like, what happened to my time? Yeah, I think something's happening to your consciousness. I don't know if you meditate, but you might want to meditate and go back to that event in your mind and see if you have any um, feelings about it or memories that are missing or something about it. What about you, Sean? Do you ever have any missing time? Uh, no, not at all. But, um, <laughs> oh, there's times, you know, when I'm just driving and then uh, you get to where you're going and you have no idea how you got there. You don't I've remember had driving, you don't remember that. seeing anything, and you're just like, wow, how did I get here? Thought, you know, whatever. That's, right. the, that's about it for me. Trish, I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most of those times led back to um, abductions and stuff through regression, hypnosis, regression therapy, and such, though. So, I mean, at least I know I was missing time, but I was going to say, um, there was, I was trying to find it because I know it was three years ago, two or three years ago, and it was all over the world and everyone was, was, had accounts of missing time, um, in every country. So really, when was this? It had to have been 2018 or 19. I know it was, it was before COVID and the shutdown and everything. So, um, I want to say 2018 though. But it was it was a worldwide phenomenon, you know, so people everywhere um, on a specific day 
um, had accounts of missing time. But I was also going to say, um, have you heard, Martin, of the great unconformity? No, I haven't. Please tell me. It's um, it's something I recently came across when um, studying rock formations and stuff with, with my kids. It's um, There's a gap of, of missing time between 100 million and 1 billion years long in history, which is crazy. Like, it's just, you know, how they study, they date fossils and rocks and things like that. And one specifically is, um, is in the Grand Canyon. Well, I have researched and written a couple of books about out-of-place artifacts that are hundreds of millions of years old, but yet could not have been made by man because humanity only goes back a few hundred thousand years. So there's a lot of strange things back then. I have my own theories about that, but that gets into a whole different subject. But there's actually a, enough to fill two books of out-of-place objects that should not exist. It, it, the more of those that are found, the more you begin to think there were many civilizations before ours back in time. Hmm. That's, wow. That's, That's what's crazy about the Grand Canyon theory, because it's like, if, if that giant, you know, it's like on your computer, if you accidentally move one file to another folder and it changes everything, what if that happened, you know, in, in geographical locations in the world in different places in time? And then you would end up with all of that, that history in another place. Well, we talked about it, was it last week? Um, the author was missing 411 was in this one area. And they didn't um, test with a couple guys. And, you know, from here, maybe 50 yards, there's six minutes lost you know and that's crazy and the whole story behind it was that there the tribe that actually lived there they just fell into a portal or whatever they disappeared but there is a place that you lose six minutes from point a to point b where's this at i really wish i knew where it was um it was about a hiker he took a hike and he followed this path and he disappeared and never was seen. And what happened was this missing 411 author, he brought a, a scientist there and they did experiment with time and they lost six minutes. And exactly where the guy was last seen is where they lost six minutes. That's really interesting. Maybe there was some type of time portal there or dimensional portal. And at that time in the same place, like I said before, that there, there was like, I think Indians and Native Americans, whatever, but there was a tribe there and they all disappeared. No one could find them. It's like they fell off the face of the earth. There are stories of people disappearing in plain view of others, like a person walking across a field who just disappears, poof, and hmm. other people are looking right at him and he never comes back. So again, these are things people like to discount. It's not possible, but it happens. Now, could it be the government doing some of this stupid stuff? <laughs> stupid stuff. I, I don't think our government's smart enough to do that type of thing. I don't know. It would I think, be, they I probably think, already did it. What, I think our government does have secret technology, probably has secret anti-gravity technology, and mm -hmm. a lot of secret ships. But uh, 
things like this, I think our people don't even know about. He's the dog's trying to tell you something. He knows. Yeah. So if anybody here could time travel, would you consider going back to the dinosaur age and seeing what it was all about for real? I'm sorry. Oh, go back. Go back where? The, like okay, the dinosaur I'll be right back, guys. Okay. Oh, see you, Jenny. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really interesting. I've I read some good science fiction stories about that. I don't know that I'd want to go back to the dinosaur age because I might get eaten. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's, you know, live life on the edge. But I might want to go back to the past. I mean, one of the sci-fi books I remember was about a guy who goes back, a modern man who goes back to Rome and how he introduces a lot of technology in Rome to uh, make money and, and he gains a lot of power in Rome. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think of who wrote that. Uh, anyway... It's an interesting premise that what could you do if you took the knowledge of a 20th century or 21st century person and went back in time? Uh, a Connecticut Yankee by Mark Twain was that premise. I don't know how many of you ever read that. As a guy yeah. in the 19th century who goes back to King Arthur's court and all the technology he invents then, and they think he's a wizard. It, it's a really interesting premise. Well, there was a movie out um, a long time ago it was about an aircraft carrier, and they, oh yes, into, when they went into this portal, the final countdown. Was that the name of the movie? I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Can you imagine our fourteen? Kirk Douglas. Was it Kirk Douglas? Mm -hmm. But the way I liked it was how the one officer never made it back on the ship, and so when the ship pulled in, that officer came in the car, and he the guy was old, you know. Yes. I mean? So yes. it was like. Oh, I got chills. I got goosebumps. The idea that if a modern nuclear carrier went back to World War II, how it could wipe out the entire Japanese fleet that's attacking Hawaii. Sure. Yeah, exactly. That would be wild. But if, speaking about going back, I was thinking about it. What I'd like to do is go back to, um, like, the United Kingdom, England and that, um, when Christianity started to come into there and... Uh, you know, just like hang around with all the other pagans there, you know, all the other, and, and just see how their life was and how Christianity, because it, it's mind-boggling how Christianity tried to come in and change, you know, tried to change and some, you know what I mean? That's that's where I would like to go is back in that time. That's where I'd like to go. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting theories and history uh, researchers who, like to look at the period when the Romans pulled out of Britain in like the fifth or sixth century AD. And, and then maybe that's when King Arthur's existence was, maybe he was a former, former Roman leader. And also Christianity could have come into England at that time. Also uh, interesting to speculate. How about you, Trish? Do you have any ideas? Did you do any research on that? Well, I, I know as far as like paganism and, and witchcraft and everything goes, there's tons of history on witches manipulating time and space and history and things like that. So that's actually, that's, that's an entire, I guess, uh, special, specialized area. And that gets again into the whole <laughs> issue of your spiritual abilities Right. To manipulate time. So what kind of... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Trish. Oh, I was going to say, it's, it's kind of the same. Um, 
it's not, well, it's different than time travel, but as far as inner energetic places in time. So say I'm at a historical building and I, I touch the building or the, the ground or something, you know, as far as being a medium, I often see that period, that era where that war was or whatever happened. But that's more on the spiritual realm as far as something with a lot of energetic resonance happened in that area. It's well, not like I'm traveling back there to that time. Well, when you go to Gettysburg, I, I go every year and there are times I'm out there on the battlefield and I can hear the guns being shot. You know, I can smell the gunpowder. You know what I mean? So it's like, am I time traveling or what? Or are they time traveling? Or are they time traveling? Probably a lot of spirits of the dead out on the battlefield. <laughs> oh, I guarantee it. But no, but it, it's just amazing. It, it, it It's like, okay, am I in this portal? Where the Kind of like uh, the movie The Others, you know? Anybody ever see that? that movie? No, I never did. It was like uh, I forget the I forget the actress, but it was her and her two kids living in this house, and then like they get invaded by these spirits, they think, and uh, trying to communicate with them. But it actually turns out that they are the spirits. You know, mm-hmm. so, I've so, often thought that. Yeah, yeah. Like, what well, if what if we're actually, you know, intervening the spirits' way of life? Something <laughs> to think about. That was yeah, the, what was the one was movie with um <laughs> with Bruce Willis? What one was, was he? Die Hard. No, 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 no. Six, Six Sense. Sense. Yeah, that. I mean, think about. It. Are we boring you, Martin? I hope not. No, no. I'm. This is all pretty fascinating. Oh, okay. So you do some para? Do you para investigate paranormal? Me? Yeah, or do you just write books? I did once do a paranormal investigation and it was the scariest experience of my life. <laughs> oh, please share. Please share. Please share. Okay. <laughs> so it was again about 1975. And again, it really goes back to when I was going to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, New York. And a friend of mine who is a blind middle-aged physicist who was also a psychic clairvoyant, he started a class on meditation, which I took. And I also learned how to open chakras and things like that. Well, one lady in the class was from Albany, which is about 20 miles from Troy. And she said that there were spirits haunting her house. She had a pretty old house. So on a Saturday night, three of us got together. Myself, uh, Sam Lentine was his name. He's no longer with us. And a guy named Mark. And we took a bottle of water, which had been treated by Sam, that he wanted to take and do nuclear magnetic resonance on back at the school after he said he was going to absorb some spirits at the house. Okay, whatever. And we also took cameras with infrared film, and we were kind of sensitized from the courses we'd been taking to feel energies. So we go down to this lady's house. And we're walking around, and I'm pretty skeptical about all this. And we could feel kind of cold spots. It was winter. No, actually, it was October. October. And then Sam opened his bottle, and he claimed that 
he could feel spirits rushing into the bottle. I, I didn't I didn't notice anything. And I thought it was pretty strange. He he puts the cap on the bottle. And it's a big bottle, a big plastic bottle about over a foot foot long, two, maybe two feet long. Okay. So then we go over to visit a friend of his named Carolyn. And it's about 11 p.m. on Saturday night. And we have pizza at her place. And I bring the bottle upstairs with us. And the dog was very scared of the bottle and wouldn't go anywhere near it. And Mark looked at it and said he saw bubbles in it. And I didn't see anything. And I'm just ready to go home. And we're I'm driving my car. It was an old Opal Manta. And so the three of us head back to RPI at about, I'll say, 1 a.m. And we're driving on the freeway there. And all of a sudden, I run out of gas. And my, my gas gauge wasn't working too well. So I got out and flagged down a car with a can to go get some gas. And I got back with the gas. And these guys said, Martin, something really weird's going on. There's, there's rocks flying against the car. And it just doesn't feel right. And I said, just calm down, guys. We had a long evening. We're tired. So just calm down. So we get in the car and we started heading back. And this is where it starts to get really weird. So... They're sitting in the back seat. I'm driving, and I start to feel a presence hovering over my shoulder in the air. And I didn't, couldn't tell what it was. And we're going, we're going down, and we have to cross a bridge over the Hudson to get back into Troy. And we're going up the hill, and these guys are just starting to panic. And I said, guys, will you just calm down? This is ridiculous. When all of a sudden I feel this presence, whatever it is, surrounding my head, penetrating my brain like it's raping my brain. It was just an unbelievably awful feeling. Nothing, I've never had anything happen like this before or since. And I almost lose control of the car. I managed to slow down. It was raining a little bit. So I stop and I get out and they said it's attacking them. So I take the bottle, I drain it out in a drain and I kick it into the drain. And then we get back to Sam's place and it's like, we're up, we're up all night. We can't sleep. And we're all panicked. And he calls a priest who says a prayer for us. And I still felt like there was something hovering out there that was trying to get me for weeks and weeks. It just—it was just so strange. I wouldn't have believed that a spirit could attack you, but apparently whatever we captured in this bottle was very unhappy mm. and it wanted to get out. <laughs> and that's why it attacked us. Again, I, I've never had anything similar to this. I mean, I did have a fight with a bear on the Appalachian Trail. But even that does not approach what I felt that evening. And I've told this story before. Actually, I told it on the radio station back when I was 19 on Halloween. And people laughed at me. But, but this happened. It was a spirit that attacked us. And so the message is, don't mess with spirits. If you don't, <laughs> don't mess with spirits. That's the story. And I swear, I swear so, in the back of Bibles what happened to me. So um, I, I don't know if you all are familiar, but that that's actually a way that, that people, a lot of mediums and psychics and stuff, use to clean, cleanse a house or a building or location or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you take a jar bottle of water um, the spirits are automatically drawn to that, the negative, because okay. the water is an element and the um, and it has energy, obviously. So things right. it's magnetic attraction to that. So that actually but 
in most of those cases, they they dispose of it right away. <laughs> you know, that was maybe like, where we made the, the mistake. Toilet we, outside, somewhere away from the house. Yeah. Could you, you imagine? Know, we wanted, being, we wanted to run it through scientific. You don't take that with you. <laughs> yeah, that 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 would be good advice. I wish we talked to you back then. You'd have a real crappy day. Oh my goodness gracious! Somebody's doors open. I never, I never heard of that method about clearing the house with water. Yeah, and so even if you want to, I use moon water a lot because, especially this time of year, you know, if you don't like to use sage or things like that, if you if you leave um, or even just regular water glasses of water out. Um, in different lo- in different rooms in your house, it automatically attracts even negative bacteria and stuff. It's it's, I mean, the water is obviously sitting there stagnant because so it's not flowing. So you have to get rid of it. You know, you can't leave it there forever. What if you drink <laughs> it? Pretty cool. What if you drink it after you get sick? Yeah, I wouldn't drink that. <laughs> you don't drink. But it'll also water. it'll also act as an alien repellent, like in science. Yeah, in science, yeah. science. What was that? <laughs> no, it's multi-purpose. You know, most definitely. I have like five glasses of water laying around because I'll bring one in one room and I forget it. And get another one. Oh, so you you're fill up the dishwasher full of dish. That's why it's all in your room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's just so much we don't know about our universe. The more I learn. The more I read, the more experiences I have, the more I realize how little we know, how little tiny bit we know. Science and technology is just about a little part of our realm. Martin, when you were doing your research, did you ever uh, research something particular that you actually went down into a rabbit hole? A rabbit hole. That's an interesting question. (laughs) Let me think about that for a second. (laughs) Rabbit holes. Uh, oh, they're usually uh, fluffy, full I of bunnies. Like, like three times a day. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm always in a rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I, I would say this. Every time I research a subject, and I, I will tell you that I wrote a lot of my books just because I was curious about the subject and I wanted to see if there was anything really to it. I tend to find out that in most cases, there's something to it. And the, the way I judge it is by the evidence and whether the evidence is consistent. For instance, on time travel stories, there are a lot of time travel stories that have a lot of similarity in them, like there being some type of open portal, Mm -hmm. then I think that there's probably some consistency to it. So that's how I judge a lot of things, by the consistency of the stories. But the more I learn about some things, the more fascinated I get. Like I recently did a book on the uh, abominable, not not the abominable snow band, the uh, Bigfoot. Okay, Bigfoot. And there's a lot of books out there on Bigfoots. And I had never read any books on Bigfoot. And so I'm researching it and I'm researching it and I'm starting to realize, my gosh, there's been like thousands of sightings of Bigfoot in North America over the years. Yeah. And there's a lot of valid stories. Like a, a guy who owned a ranch in Texas and he had, uh, he actually found a Bigfoot family living in the woods. Uh, a mother, a father, and a baby Bigfoot. Wow. And there's actually descriptions of them. <laughs> and you can come put the descriptions together and they sound like this. The composite is they're eight feet tall, seven to eight feet tall. They're very hairy. Some people describe the hair as red or gray. Uh, they have cone shaped heads at the top. And they make this loud growls. They smell awful. 
I mean, there's a lot of other things you could come up with for the composite. But I just find the more I research, the more strange things I find. In fact, if I could blow my own horn for a second, Jamie, is um, I put one book together I call Stranger Than Science Stories and Facts. And I, I pulled information from like 20 different books of mine of all sorts of different weird things I've found just to put in that book, because I think it's kind of a good composite of this. So, yeah, I guess answering a question about a rabbit hole, every time I get into a new subject I don't know anything about and I research it, I do find a lot of strange things going on. Very interesting. I'm looking at this question. Yeah, that's, a, that's a big one there. Is yeah. that a question? No, it's just a, a, it's a statement. Yeah, about statement. Gettysburg? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you hear the sounds of the Battle of Gettysburg when you are at the location, you are receiving the telepathic thoughts from the soldiers who heard the sounds themselves. My friend, the theoretical physicist, Dr. Jack Safard Fatty, was one of the scientists who proved in the lab that both radio signals and telepathic thoughts could be sent back and forth in time. Mm. It is also the reason you can sense that something is going to happen to you in the future. Mm. You are picking up your own telepathic thoughts. Thanks, Art. What do you think of that here, Martin? That's really interesting. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I really believe that because, as I said before, like the 9-11 disaster sent waves out backward and forwards in time in a major battle like Gettysburg would do the same thing. And I look at it, actually our, our consciousness might be a quantum wave and that gets into the whole question of quantum mechanics and what is consciousness. But I do believe major events send out waves. So here's another story I'll tell you, personal experience, personal premonition that indicates a wave. So back in 2003 and then most of 2004, I started having these strange dreams. I'm dreaming that I'm at a resort near the ocean. And all of a sudden, waves come in and flood everything. And I'm at the end of the dream. But it happened to me in numerous places. I must have had 10 dreams over the course of that time where everything seemed to be a nice vacation. It was a different resort. And then a big tidal wave came in and destroyed everything. So, of course... This was the year, I think it was late De December 26th of 2004, when the Indian Ocean tsunami happened. Mm. And they estimated it killed a quarter million people, the largest disaster in the last few hundred years. A quarter million people. So imagine all those people sent out mental stress, mental screams when this disaster happened to them and they were killed by the tsunamis. And that would have sent waves forward and backward in time, which we can pick up. So, yes, I, I believe that guy is right about Gettysburg, that that Gettysburg battle probably still sends waves from the people who were there even now over 100 years later. So <clears throat> I'm going to bounce this off of uh, what we're talking about here from Art. Uh, you know, he's talking about radio signals and telepathic thoughts could be sent back and forth, like, you, you know, uh, like, you know, something bad's going to happen to you or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, what's everyone's thoughts on that being like your present day, like uh, gut feeling, like you get a gut feeling about something. What if that's a future you telepathically sending 
that thought yeah. back to you and but in the form of like you get that gut feeling yeah i and think you we don't should, follow it and it always it usually ends up bad we should always trust our intuition our intuition is usually yes. right some mm-hmm. people say intuition maybe just from subconscious facts you put together but i believe it's more than that i've had too many experiences in my life where following my intuition saved my life or saved me from a real problem mm-hmm. and so i believe in intuition very strongly Definitely. I've had too many lessons that have told me how little I listen to my intuition. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> yes. It's yes. like, oh, I probably shouldn't do this or yeah. something, and go and do it, and then all got to pay the price. What are you doing? So in yeah. hypnotherapy, I learned that, um, like you were saying, Martin, deja vu and things like that are, in fact, um, a series of, you know, it's a pattern, something your higher conscious sees in the future happening and, and that you should listen to that. And we also learn that your higher conscience is never has your best interest in mind because it's, it's not going to put your body in danger. It's not going to, you know, it, it's not your higher conscious that makes you eat bad things or, or, you know, do anything toxic. That's, it's, it's when it gets to that subconscious level that, that we don't, we don't listen to ourselves. So. Yes. And we tend not to pay attention to our intuition because our conscious mind is saying that's ridiculous yeah. or we just want to do something too much. But when I go back to my airplane crash story, it was something that I'd experienced before the same feelings of truth, I guess. And, reality in my visions that made me want to pay attention to it that saved my life frankly saved my life yeah yeah i never never had anything happen like that to me Mm -mm. so um you say you write about the paranormal correct is it just uh, teleporting what or is there like ghost involved or what what are some of your books well, the first book I wrote on the paranormal was called uh, Godlike Powers and Abilities. Mm-hmm. And I, I had been searching for paranormal books and couldn't find anything that listed a lot of the major paranormal abilities. So I wrote one. And my belief in the basis for this goes back to something called the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. Has anybody ever heard of that? The Yoga Sutras of Patanjali? Mm-mm. It's a book written in Sanskrit about 2,000 years ago in India. And it's a book on spiritual development. It's actually four books written in Sanskrit, which is very dense. And when you see translations of it, and you can find it online, by the way. It shows the Sanskrit. It shows how it's pronounced. Then it shows an expanded English definition. And then most of the times there's paragraphs and paragraphs explaining it. But in one of the four books, I think is it the second book, they talk a lot about paranormal abilities, which the author claims are a result of spiritual development. They are side effects of spiritual development. And I I found that to be true in my life. So I took a lot of these abilities that I found through that, and I researched and wrote the book based on that, that there are many superhuman paranormal abilities that people can develop based on their spiritual development, their spiritual growth, and that we need to document those. 
I think we're way past the time of proving things like telepathy exists. They were doing that back in the 1920s and 30s. Now it's a matter of understanding what these abilities are <clears throat> and how we can develop and then use them safely and productively. Did I answer your yeah. question? I'm not sure I did. Yeah, you sure did. In fact, I needed to hear that. Thank you for uh, saying okay. that. Oh, Martin, how do you feel about animals and telepathy? Now, I have a weird relationship with my dog. If I think something, she knows it. It's like if, I, I'm, if I'm thinking like, oh, I hope Ava doesn't come back in here. You know, and I, all the whole time we were, she kept on bothering me. I go, oh, gosh, she's probably, we have a special time where we, we lay on the couch and I'll go, hey, Ava, you want to go lay on the couch? And um, I'll be thinking it before I say it. And then she's all of a sudden she's on the couch, a specific couch. There's just one couch that we do this with. And she'll go and I go, oh, my God, you read my mind. Or I'll be thinking, I think I'll, I have about five more minutes. I'm gonna or is she just up. reading your motions because dogs no, are No, I don't know. Because I'll, like I'll, be, I'll be up in my office and I'll be thinking, oh, what time is it? It's like, oh, my God. I, better yeah, I, I love that. In fact, I have a story about a dog premonition. So <laughs> I love dogs. Mm -hmm. I used to have a, um, God, it wasn't a golden retriever. It's the other one. It's very similar to it. God, why is my a mind going so? A Labrador, yes. He used to have a Labrador. And he was very smart. Now, this is when I was married. And I'm in the kitchen with my wife. And we were going to do some work on the dishwasher, which had a problem and there was water inside of it. And I didn't think about it. She started to reach into it and the dog goes crazy and starts barking at her, barking, barking, barking. And then we realized, Oh my God, what she was going to do would probably get her electrocuted because oh, we hadn't Ooh. turned off the power. Interesting. Oh my God. We turned off the power and it was safe. It's like your but dog knew. The dog had the premonition that she was going to get hurt, and he made it made it well known. Those the dogs are so smart. Oh my god, they are! I've had other experiences with dogs. Some are embarrassing. I don't want to talk about, but well, I <laughs> understand that because I'll be thinking they're yeah. a good judge of people. That's for sure. Yeah, they are. Oh no. yeah, they know that dogs. I I believe my dog is telepathic. And I'll guarantee it. She'll, I'll go, I'll be thinking to myself, oh, I should take her out and not to play in the snow. And it's like, she comes flying upstairs and she's like, come on, mom, let's go. Or if she, she's, she's just, if she sees my gloves or something, or she knows right away we're going to go outside. Yeah, they make great companions for people. What are they, they've been around, what, for us, 20,000 years, maybe 25,000 years. So they've evolved to understand us. It's amazing. I do this thing where I go, I go, I'm going to tell you, come here, I'm going to tell you a secret. And now she knows us. She'll come right up and she'll listen real quiet. Like she'll she'll be listening. I'll, I'll whisper. I'll go. I'll tell you a secret. I'll whisper. <laughs> so she like but it's so funny now because I'll say, "Come here, I'm gonna tell you a secret." <laughs> you know, she'll come flying up. I think it's fun. But yeah, she she's too smart. It scares me. It's and I do player. believe, like Art Greenfield said, dogs are telepathic. They are. There's 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 this weird. The big dog, when you talk to him, he always like tilts his head. Yeah, it's like, what? We're like, what's he doing? Yeah, when you, we looked it up, and you know, they're saying that when dogs do that, they're really trying to understand. Yeah, they're trying to understand what, you what you're saying. Them. Yeah, it's spooky. And I you know, think any, like animal or person can be 
telepathic in that sense. I, I think you're getting on the same frequency as your dog. Mm-hmm. You know, you're right. so close and so connected that you're on that same frequency. And so you start being able to uh, communicate with each other without words. The same as if you're with a close friend and you finish their sentence yeah. and you say, you know, get on my level or get on my frequency or whatever. It's, it's, well, now if we can only understand when they're trying to telepathic us to say, uh, where's my treats? <laughs> no, they know they where their have. treats are. They don't have to. <laughs> and you can tell if you have a really strong relationship with your dog is if you yawn and they yawn too. Because ah, usually people uh, only do that. Yeah. Well, Jason got four dogs. Is that true, Jason? Yep, I got four. Four. But did they what yawn time? when you yawn? Uh, I haven't seen any yawn well, when I yawn, a- but <laughs> all their personalities are crazy. Well, keep... We, keep, we got the you know, old man, we got that. the lovable one, we got the de- the devil. The devil. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> we got the color. Yeah, my, my little girl dog. <laughs> I swear. She's I'm eight proud. years old and still just super black. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's something else. She's like a cat, just like an evil cat, but she's a dog. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get back to uh, time travel. I think that, um, I don't know, I find it to be a very, very interesting topic. In a lot of movies, they don't like to do time travel because it's so expensive. So you don't see too many time travel movies anymore because they're so expensive. Oh, but, yeah, I guess that would be. Yeah, because it's very expensive, and they're usually canceled. If Like series. I know there's The Travelers that's on Netflix, and there's another one, The Time Travel. Time what was that travel. one movie with, uh, I think it was Jodie Foster years ago, where she was in that like gyroscope kind of thing and time traveled to see her dad or something, but it was only a matter of like a couple seconds, but to her it was like forever. Oh, you're you know thinking about? contact where she goes was to that the aliens. Was, was that it? it I can't. Yeah, I think he, yeah. He, yeah. I haven't seen movies travel. in years. That I could just... have been time travel experience too. That was a good movie. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah, that was a very good One movie. of the ones, I don't remember. I, I think it was Sandra Bullock maybe where they didn't time travel, but her mailbox was like a, every time she put mail in it, the guy. Yeah, I know. Was it the lake house? I think so. Yeah, that was that was one, and then there's somewhere in time. I like Outlanders. I still, I got stuck. I haven't been watching it, but that's another one. The Time Traveler's Wife was really good. The so funniest good one movie. I saw was the um, the Hot Tub Time Machine. Was- oh, yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, there was an old show uh, Scott Bakula starred in. He would yes. go back. And I hear they want to do a remake on that. Or the Time Tunnel. Do you remember the Time Tunnel from the 1960s? No, I was young. That was a great show. Doctor Who, isn't that a time traveler? He is too. But Mm -hmm. the Time time Tunnel was, I think Irwin Allen made this a series. And it was a secret government project below the desert, of course. And they have this huge tunnel. And these two guys go into the Time Tunnel and they get thrown out in time. And the problem is the whole series, they can never bring them back. They're always ending up in different times and having different adventures. It's a great series. I'm going to have to look that up. Would it be on Netflix? Probably. I don't know if it's on Netflix, but you can find it on some of the uh, other free downloads. The Time Tunnel series. Time Tunnel series. I'm going to write that down. What about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good time. (laughs) We're so crazy. That. <laughs> that was one of the best ones. 
Well, Martin, we're going to let you go. We're going to um, go on to our next. We're going to wrap it up. But uh, but thank you so much for joining us. We're going to have yeah, to Martin. bring you thank back you. on the show. Let me, let me mention one more thing. My website, again, it's mkeddingtonbooks.com, spelled M-K-E-T-T-I-N-G-T-O-N-B-O-K-S.com. All my books on there, and it shows you where you can buy them. And thanks so much. I really enjoyed yeah. this. It was a lot of fun. Thank Definitely we'll bring you back on. You have so many different topics and books that we can talk about forever. But okay. thank you again you for coming back care. on the show. Bye, Martin. Bye. See you in the future. Yeah, right, see bye. you in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really interesting. Yeah. yeah it's it very was. knowledgeable. I like I like the stories. I mean, you have to read the book. It was really interesting. It had a lot of different, um, I mean, we could have sat here all night and talked about all the different time travelers. There's so many ideas. You can come, I could come up with a lot of stories, um, novels for some of this stuff. It's really good. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, I really do like time travel. <laughs> so if you could go back just like, you know, five, ten years and, you know, say you knew like winning lottery numbers and all that stuff. Would you use all that to your advantage, or Hell you know, yeah. like, or would you just want to like relive those years like normal? But that's crazy that you said that, right? It's just like the guy who died, and God said, "You're not supposed to be here yet. I'll give you one more day. What request do you have?" And he said, "Can I have the horse race results from the day before?" And God gives him the horse races, the results. I mean. He could win every single race with all the money that he had. But being the idiot that he was, he didn't listen to God and didn't go by. He only went by his own intuition and he lost all his money. So, oh, but think about it. it can, that's why I say if I go back in time and you think, well, okay, I'm going to change time. I'm going to change something different. But when the situation occurs at the very last time, your thought comes in. It's like, do I really want to do this? You know, and so it just like uh, interferes with what you want to do. I don't know if I think if I could change a few things, I would. You know, a, a word that you shouldn't have said. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't can't change everything, but I don't think I would because we're all either, you know, everything like that teaches ourselves or somebody a lesson. So, you know, even catastrophic events, if those things didn't happen, then we wouldn't have learned from that event. So it's kind of a, it's a toss up. Well, I mean, like if you had a chance to say, like, say you had a a fight with somebody and then they died. Um, If you could go back and, you know, use you know better choice of words or right. didn't fight i did an entire video on that because people haunt me you know that, that's what i was saying is the living are haunted by what they didn't say to the dead and the dead haunt me for what they didn't say to the living so yeah. if would just right. live in the present then <laughs> <laughs> but then again, the way I look at that, Jen, if that situation ever happened to me, then I know when I die, I'm going to meet that person and I'm going yeah, to give them true. a hug. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like eventually it's going to happen. You know what, what Sean? You could use uh, 
we could just time travel for paranormal investigations. Let's do it, dude. Travel back with... in time, see what really happened, then come back to the present <laughs> with the rest of the team. Find and then when we get EVPs, we could tell them it's BS <laughs> or if it's real. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would be, you know, like when he, the book, I'm really liking the Paris, Paris, Michael Fischer for sales. And, um, it just makes me want to go back and watch the series for sales. If you, it's on Netflix. There's just something about that era and that place that I'm. I would love to go. I mean, I would love to go there someday. Um, that time period, you know. Did you ever watch it? Did you guys? No, get, well, you should just did. watch maybe one episode of it. it was with Louis the Fourteenth and Philip, the, their brothers. It was. It was. There's just something about that. And then his stories he was telling about how these two women went there. It was just, could you imagine if you're walking in the garden, there's this beautiful garden. And if you all of a sudden you started to walk and all of a sudden you went back in time, that would be so cool. I, I would love to experience, I wish I, oh man, that would be so, just close your eyes for a second. Just pretend that you're going to, you can go somewhere. It would be, how would you feel? What, what would your emotions be? If I close my eyes, I'm going to sleep. That's well, you know I'm what doing. I mean. Like if, you, if you're walking and you, you all of a sudden you're walking and you end up in a different time, like how would you react? I mean, to that's see a, things. That's like, a good yeah, it's just, it's just a really cool. I get this really weird feeling that like would be so awesome, you know, just to. And if you could come back, I wouldn't want to be stuck there, but. Or, or part of history, is, walking down, you know, outside the uh, the theater where Abraham Lincoln was killed, and mm -hmm. if you just can go back and just feel and using all your senses, you know, smell and what it smelled like, and just to see the colors and to touch the fabric of their clothes, you know, that would be so awesome. You know, just just for a second, watch I end up going back in time in my dream. <laughs> you know, nineteen forty-seven back in Roswell when the aliens landed. <laughs> Put yourself right there. Yeah, so there you go. Or you can feel the you you know touch the the metal of the spaceship. Like, would it be cold? Would it be hot? Is it smooth? You know, mm. just all. Yeah, I, I know I'm crazy. Maybe you can go to Montana and find that cowboy and go back in time with him and start winning. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just to feel like to be able to touch the horses, you know, the the is it rough? Is is it smooth? The hair, you know, mm -hmm. I would imagine it would be like a little rough, like it's not real smooth, you know. And what is what really would it smell sure. like? I'm, I'm waiting for you to go to Montana, Jen. Honest to God, you're ready to go. I can just tell. Feel the vibes. Feel no, the vibes. I would love to go to Montana. Get the heck out of. Um, she's being a creeper. Oh, thanks, thanks. Thanks. Uh, we thanks. know that is. Yeah, we know that is. We know. Yeah. No, I'm just using. It's like when you write a story, like on the, you're trying to set the scene, and how would you're supposed to use all your senses to write a like a like a scene. Like what is what does it smell like? What does it taste like? What is it you know? What I heard colors all that are there? Horse, so I was like, uh, a know. horse. I mean, can you imagine? Feel, no, in Montana, you just use your mind. What it would you know? You know what does the smell like on a in, in a, a ranch in Montana? What would it smell like? Could you Menorah. smell the Could you smell the hay? <laughs> or you know how you're going to a beach when you're driving to the beach with your kids on the hot you know on the 
And you smell and the salty smell the air salt, from the ocean. You smell yeah. the salt in the air, you know, in the or seaweed. Go to, yeah, go out to Kansas and just smell that tornado coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, smell the tornado. Away. Yeah, you can smell a tornado. Or Take fill the window. slippers together and... Okay, you're in Kansas. Oh, I did. I want to tell you this, Trish. Me and my son, um, a couple weekends ago, we were trying to fix. We were watching on uh, YouTube Kansas. Uh, some guy does all these different cities, and he, we went to Kansas, and we so I can get a visual of what it looks like in Kansas. But they had a lot of windmills, and um, it was really neat. A lot of space. Like the the old school windmills or the um, the newer ones. Oh, the, the energy, yeah, yeah, the energy ones. We were, it was really neat. I was gonna say we have a lot of the other ones too. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but you know what? It was getting me back to Jeepers Creepers with those. Um... <laughs> yeah, movie. windmills. Every oh my gosh, I I legit this year it was it had to have been around Halloween. Saw a man in that same hat, trench coat. Standing at a gas pump. Oh, I'm Jesus. sure he does, he does that on purpose. And he had that. Oh, he does it on vehicle. purpose, I bet. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> my eyes. I can't. <laughs> that guy was so creepy. That's Jeepers one of the scariest Creepers. movies I've ever watched. Is, I have to say Jeepers Creepers. For real? Yeah, especially the there's a, the one with the, the bus scene. I don't know if that was the second one. Oh, yes. Because I told you, we've I've seen... A creature, there used to be an old ice cream store in a farmland, and stand standing on the top of the of the of the roof was a creature like Mothman. Huh. I am not. Mm. I am legit not crazy. I've seen. Well, if it. you saw it, that means it probably saw you. So one day while you're sleeping, it's going to bust on your. I window think it already came here because in November of 2015, I remember the day. I'm not kidding you. I will live to tell. Oh. I even posted on Facebook because occasionally it didn't happen. No, occasionally comes up on my Facebook memories at about two o'clock in the morning, maybe three. I hear the screaming sound of a outside my window. I've never in my life. It wasn't a raccoon. It wasn't a cat have, you know, cat and heat. It was not. It was not. (laughs) I woke up my son. I'll never forget it. I woke up my son. I said, please hurry up. Come in window oh please and he comes in and he, he goes holy shit we we're like my heart's beating like what the fuck is that and i was like what is nope, that we're canceled shut up what is that what is that on and he he actually slept in my bed that night because he was so scared oh wow it was whatever it was it was not human and I told Stan Gordon on the phone one day, I don't know what this thing is because we heard it jump from the ceiling to the ground. Literally. What did Stan say? He said, who knows what it could have been. It could have been the Thunderbird. Remember, it's in the same area. This thing was huge. We heard it We heard it on the um, ground. Wow. It jumped. Hmm. It jumped well, he, from the ceiling. He's sky. coming on the show in a couple weeks, right? Sean, yes. Yes. Let me. Yeah, let me yeah, let me let me tell post. you what we have here. Okay, uh, we have. I don't try and travel. I'm sorry, I don't. Well, what, t- well, what kind of equipment well, would you use? What, what kind? See, now if you could know. time travel, you would know because you'd already been to the future. Now you're back to the past, so now you know equipment you. No, use. well, actually, the eighth of February, 
we have um, we don't have anybody for February first. So if you guys know anybody that wants to be on the show, if anybody out there wants to be on the show, you know what we do. That's that one dude from the place we're going to in New York. Remember, I sent you the message about it. It's on um, February first. Yeah, yeah. Do we have him booked? I gave you all this information. Oh God. You probably told me when I was in the middle of something. Hinsdale House. The Hinsdale House. The guy That's right. Hinsdale. That's right. I didn't contact him, though. I don't know if he still can do it. We got like nine months until then. <laughs> Hinsdale House. Well, well, we can try to contact him this month. We'll try to do it. Maybe do you have a personal relationship with this man? I've been in contact with him so we can get the group up there. See to if he wants to do See mm -hmm. if he's able to do Monday. Um Tuesday next week. We have that open. We have Badge of the Bone Paranormal coming on the 5th of February. Stan Gordon's coming on next week, although we won't be able to do it on here. Wait a minute. That's not right. Uh -oh. Stan Gordon's coming on the 15th. Who do we have on the 24th? I have to go back and look. There you go. Change. Use your time travel and go back. <laughs> Where the heck is January? Wait a minute. Okay. Where the heck is it? Okay. The Appalachian guy. Yeah. Appalachian Bigfoot. He's coming on the 25th. So with all those Bigfoots, you know, out there and everybody's seeing them, why doesn't everybody just grab some bags of jack-links and go wait in the woods? And just wait for them. And I bet you there's people out there that does that. Bags of jack Seriously? <laughs> no, really. no. I'm, I'm... Bigfoot is real, but I don't know. I totally think it's some. I think they're just inbreds. I'm sorry. That's okay. You get some of those dog toys, you know, the uh, you You're put the butter in, they're like a puzzle. No, I don't believe he's from outer space. I believe that they're just in the Appalachians. People live in the, you know, these small little. You know, like West Virginia town. And I just think that they're inbreds. They're just, you shouldn't be having. Hairy inbreds, huh? They're just inbreds that really are messed up. And <laughs> and they live in the Appalachians. But they're, oh they're, they live everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> There's so many mountain folk. <laughs> I'm going to get myself in wow. trouble. Oh, no, Trish, you understand. And Doctor. I mean, I'm from Kansas. I have no idea what goes on the East Coast. You know, seriously, no. I believe, I believe that there is these. <laughs> no, going back to missing people. Okay, I believe that they are being taken by these creatures or Bigfoot, but they're just. I don't know. I don't think they're UFO alien. I don't think they're time travelers. I don't think they're. I just think they're. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yes, it's time for me to go to oh, bed. <laughs> my uh, so my show, The Missing Piece, P E A C E, premieres next Monday. Oh goodness! Yeah, good at, job. Uh, Nine p.m. Eastern time, eight p.m. Central. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. You, wait, wait, you didn't tell me anything about this. Did you have a good show on um, the station? I'm talking about. <laughs> Where was I at? I don't know. <laughs> Did I time travel? <laughs> you just when, missed the last six I, minutes. 
Wait, wait, no, I was here. We, what did no, you, you weren't. You disappeared. Like, thanks for coming okay, wait, back. Wait, wait, what happened? Okay, you're having. Did you discuss this before? And I didn't know about it. Okay, so you have a show. Well, then, congratulations. You didn't tell me, Chris. Uh, Chris. Chris. Who Chris. the hell is Chris? Oh my God! It's time for you Chris. to go to bed, honey. Chris. Okay, what is what? She's going to turn the pumpkin here any minute. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yes, 8 p.m. Central. On the UFO Paranormal Network. Yes, and I will be having uh, Rupert Kortosh next week, who who I'm really excited. He's actually uh, the global CE5 founder who they communicate. He teaches how to communicate with aliens oh, via cool. astral projection. So, so this is on what day? Kansas, so uh, Monday. On Monday, 9 o'clock Central or Eastern? 9, 9 o'clock, o'clock Eastern. Eastern. <laughs> 8 o'clock Central. That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, congratulations, everybody. Check it out. Trish's show. What's it called? The Missing Piece. The Missing Piece on 9 o'clock Eastern on Mondays on the UFO Paranormal Network. That's awesome. Okay, guys, we're going to call it a night. Thank you again for jo- joining us and tuning in. Good night. Thank you for Torture Tuesday. Thank yes. you for tuning in to Torture Tuesday, folks. <laughs> Until okay. next time. Next until we meet again. Next week. Next Tuesday. Future. We're gonna time travel from next week. We're gonna Tuesday time to travel to Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> we're gonna time travel. No. We'll see you all next week. Tuesday because we're I gonna need time a, travel. I need a vacation Tuesday. before we go back. <laughs> oh okay. Let's see. Where is my do 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 do